0: Man, Dan, that was a pretty good show. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm I'm glad we got to get on and, and chat. That was great. Yeah. No, so what
1: the next show, I guess, is a prediction show?
0: Uh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm ready for it this year. This year, I'm I'm on. I'm gonna get all my predictions 100 percent right.
1: You know, I think I am too. I'm I'm 100 percent confident that I'm not gonna miss a single
0: one. W- oh, really? Yep. Wow, okay. That's yep, in, in
1: fact I'm going to say this. If I miss a single prediction, so help me goodness, may God strike me down. <laughs> Simply Elementary, the show that brings you all the ins and outs of The Elementary Project. My name is Nathan Dyer, and I am joined triumphantly once again, for real this time, by my partner in crime, Mr. Dane Henson. Dane, how are you, sir?
0: I am doing well today. How about you?
1: I I would say never better, because that's usually just my kind of default answer. I have been better, it turns out, but pretty darn good is my is uh, how I'm going to answer it. Pretty darn good.
0: I'll take it. Pretty darn good is is okay, at least, in my book
1: yes so uh for those of of our listeners who don't follow me on twitter and had absolutely no earthly idea why we suddenly went dark for three months or two months or however long it's been i guess it's been about three months now since the last one yeah um way too long i had yeah way too long we were we were so excited dan we were finally back on the groove we were recording shows regularly we had a schedule we had the the next episode ready to be recorded and then i went and did something stupid
0: you went, you went and did something. I don't know if you went and did something stupid. I think something stupid happened to you.
1: Well, it's it's one of those things where they're both related. So, <laughs> uh, um, again, for those of you who don't know what happened, here's the here's the full story. We'll give you the 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 full gamut, just in case you don't know. And also, this will be useful for me for people that say, "Hey, what happened to you?" This is what happened to me. This is my official story, and this is like the last I'm going to talk about it. So it was uh, back in December, December 11th. Funny enough, you remember days like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, uh, we'd had a really crazy snowstorm. It was uh, two or three feet deep. It was really crazy, really bad. Uh, It was a Tuesday morning and uh, I was getting ready to try and go into work. Normally I would never go into work when it's that icy and that snowy out. But people kept like, oh man, you can totally make it. Just shovel your way out and put it in four wheel drive and go. So I'm like, okay, I'll I'll do that. I went out, I shoveled for about 30 minutes. Life was good, no problems. I shoveled fine. I backed my truck up so I could get a run and go and pull out of my driveway. Went back to the house to change my shoes. And then on the way, I hadn't even changed my shoes. I just got them to carry with me. Um, But on the way back to my truck, I walked up my really steep, I, I live at the bottom of a hill that's almost straight up and down. I made it to the top of that hill. I I got in the road because I had to walk from the actual, like, road where people drive on to my truck. And the second I put my foot down in the road, I hit a patch of black ice, and then I just went down. Ooh, that's so good. No, and it's one of the—it happens so fast. And I heard—the way I always describe it is, like, if you're holding a bunch of celery and you just, like, snap it in (sighs) half— That really meaty, crunchy sound—like that's what I heard. Oh, you're making me crazy! Oh man, and the second I hit, I just like, oh, I just, I just broke my leg. So, (laughs) and people got mad at me because uh, we have a Slack channel at work and everything. So I literally just posted the Slack channel. I just broke my leg. (laughs) And I sent my parents that I copied and pasted that exact message and sent that to my parents in a text message. That's all I said. I bet they love that. (laughs) Oh, they were real they were real pleased about that. But I was laying there in the road and I live in a in a blind curve and there it was about a three foot snowbank on either side where they had been ploughing. And I I couldn't move or anything. I was really worried that the snow plow would come around the corner and, you know, (laughs) plow me. (laughs) But if it did, there was nothing I could really do. But luckily, a a guy that worked with the local telecom company came around the corner and he stopped and got out of his truck and, you know, are you all right or whatever and talking to me. And he he called for an ambulance while I was basically calling all the
0: other people. Good Samaritans do exist these days. They do.
1: He He was absolutely wonderful. He was so nice. He stayed with me. It took about 45 minutes for the ambulance to get to me. And it was, wow. it was about 15 degrees Fahrenheit. And I was just laying in the road. I didn't have a coat on, didn't have anything. It was
0: Golly.
1: Uh, so I just laid there and he stayed with me though. We we kind of, I moved to the center of the road and it kind of blocked traffic. And then when the, the first responders got there, they cut my pants off. Just one leg. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, so I was there <laughs> in the snow. My, at that point, my sister was there just like there. Uh, we, they cut the, the leg off of my pants and everything. And then they had to like get me in this scoop and take me back down into my house. Oh gosh. But they, on on the way down and up, they, they were falling. (laughs) So
0: like (laughs) on the way down,
1: I just kept feeling like I would just all of a sudden like drop. And then my back would be really cold. Okay. Well, they (laughs) dropped me again. (laughs) Uh, They got me into the living room. They put, they couldn't get that because I was so cold. All my veins were, I guess they constrict or something and make it really hard to find. They put an IV so. in my left arm, my right arm. Neither one of those worked. They put one in the top of my hand on the right hand, and I've ne- that hurt worse than breaking my leg. It really did. It was awful. <laughs> and that one apparently closed shut. And they're like, okay, we're gonna do the one on your left. No. And I was thinking, oh, you know <laughs> just oh no. Just, I, the pain is fine. I'm good. But they they got it in, and that one took. Um, they put me in the ambulance, got me to the hospital. Uh, they did X-rays at that point. My parents were there, and my boss was there, and it was all a big to do took x-rays and i never got a straight answer on exactly which body part i broke Um, it was (laughs) broke it was it was really bad it was broken in three places i know that my tibia and fibula were broken um they kept saying ankle but sometimes they said leg so i think i technically broke my ankle but it was all it's all connected i don't know (laughs) if you know the song dane but the leg bone it's connected to the football. <laughs> okay.
0: Um good to know.
1: But yeah, that was broken. I had to have surgery that night. Um I have two, I have a, a rod, a metal plate, and I believe 12 screws holding everything in now.
0: Good so. luck getting through airport security now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh
1: but it was I mean, as you can imagine, it the the first couple of days are really rough after something like that and then the next month is tough just because you can't walk or get around i mean you're on crutches you can't put any weight on it uh they don't uh i didn't realize this they don't even put it in a cast or anything the first two weeks after surgery
0: golly it's
1: just like free floating they they put it in uh, bandages and they put a, a stint uh, not a stint um uh, a splint—that's the word I'm looking for. They put a splint around mm-hmm. it, so it's kind of—it's sturdy. It doesn't move, but they don't put it in, in, a, in a cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but but now, long story short, life is much better. I'm back at work. I I moved back into my house. I had to live. This is—it's it, really not humiliating not the right word to use, but it's humbling. We we'll use the word humbling. Uh, when you're like that, you can't really do a whole lot for yourself. You can't mm-hmm. take care of yourself. You can't get around you can't really do anything. So I had to move back in with the parents for about six weeks there. Yeah. Um, Cause that's I couldn't never fun. No, I mean, I love my parents and they took great care of me sure. and everything, but I hate having to rely on other people to do everything that I need to do. Sure. You're an independent guy. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but finally this week, the weather cooperated enough and I'm well enough to get back in my house. So that's why we're finally recording a show. We can put all that junk behind us and, yes. and keep moving
0: forward. Awesome. Yep. I'm excited. Good thing you don't need your foot to use elementary.
1: Absolutely. You don't turns out you don't need a foot <laughs> to use elementary at all, which thank heavens for that one. But uh but for all of you who reached out to me on Twitter and and uh, various places, I really appreciated it. It meant a lot. Uh it definitely kept me company while I was sitting around just watching the clock move around. So so that's good. That's behind me. It's over.
0: Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> awesome yeah
1: so what have you been up to dane? I hope your uh, December and january was a lot better than mine
0: it has been um it has been overall good uh better than yours sorry to say uh, it's okay um, i hope so <laughs> but uh but yeah we've still been we've been pretty busy the the uh, you know I've definitely missed hanging out and talking to you and getting these shows out like you said we were kind of on a on a roll we had a schedule going. But, uh, but it was, um, a good break. Nonetheless, uh, I've been, uh, we've, we are licensed foster parents and we've had four placements in six months. That's amazing. Um, And they've all been, uh, two years or younger, uh, mostly (sighs) infants. So it's been, I don't don't know how you do it, man. (laughs) It's been pretty wild and lots of sleepless nights, but, um, but we, you know, we love doing it and we love the kids. So. Uh we just we just continue on. Um awesome. but yeah, I'm 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 glad to be back at it though with you. It's uh let's get moving, man. Absolutely. I agree. In fact you hear that, Dane? I I yeah, I heard
1: that. I think someone's here. Let's uh, let me let me go get the door. Okay. Hello, it's me. Well,
0: hello, Nate Stradamas.
1: I have returned for another year.
0: Wow. We really need to catch up more than once a year. This it's been a while.
1: I know it's union rules. Once a year.
0: <laughs> well, what brings you? What brings you here uh, today? I've seen the future. Right. Yeah. We're we're a little bit past the um, the first of the year, though. I, I figured that we we might have uh, caught up a little sooner than this.
1: Uh, uh we've had trouble. <laughs> okay. The union was on strike. <laughs> okay.
0: Awesome, cool. Well, you want to give us your uh, predictions today?
1: Well, I th- I think we need to. St- I'm g- I, 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 my throat throat scratchy. We're going go, uh, to go to a slightly easier voice here. Okay, is it still
0: still sound good? Yeah, that still sounds good. That okay, sounds great. good. Yeah.
1: All right. So uh, I think we need to start uh, instead of our predictions for the upcoming year. Uh, and by the way, I just want to point out to the listeners. Okay, Nathan, who I'm not, of course. Uh, but Nathan made it a point on like December 29th or something to uh, send Dana a message and tell him, Dane, you write down your predictions right this second, Mm -hmm. because if you make it to 2019 and you haven't written down your predictions, you're cheating. You're just writing down what happened.
0: Exactly. And when, and when you, Nate Stradamus say, or sorry, when Nathan says Mm -hmm. that sort of thing to me, then, uh, then I take it seriously. He did. He mentioned that, that, uh, you had, uh, you had warned that bad things would happen if I didn't write it down. So terrible things would befall you. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yes. Yeah, so all 2019 predictions, which we'll we'll get to that shortly. We're going to go over their, our predictions from last year first. But uh, when we do get to the predictions for 2019, please note that we have not cheated. Um, anything that we say that has already happened, I don't know. If, I, I don't know what Dane's predictions are, and I don't think he knows what mine are. So if no we idea. happen to have a, a, an incident where something has already happened, we wrote it down before the year so it, it, it's it's allowed and we also uh we didn't copy from any other shows because it turns out when you record a prediction show right before the start of march the, a lot of uh, <laughs> podcasts have already beat you to the drone now <laughs> so,
0: uh hey we do this all in in good fun i hope it's uh, entertaining for people and we get to have some uh some retrospection and, and other types of things
1: absolutely so yeah. with that in mind let's look at, uh, uh, at Nate Stradamus's predictions from 2018 <laughs> alright first off I said that elementary and Christian Herger will team up in some capacity to make GNOME Builder the IDE of choice for development on the platform and as part of that will include App Center specific features to give one click publishing mm.
0: Dane how to do y- y- uh, you didn't do good no I, <laughs> that, <laughs> I but I'm sad about that because that I remember you giving that pr- prediction and I was excited for that possible future. Have have they teamed up in any way at all? Do you know if uh if the elementary team have been talking to Christian or I, uh to my knowledge
1: and uh we might have to get Daniel as a referee on, at some point, but to my knowledge no they haven't talked uh, spoken at all. And uh it it seems clear to me if anything that elementary has doubled down on making code formerly scratch mm-hmm. uh, a real solid IDE for elementary development they've focused on giving it all kinds of really nice nifty git features uh it has that new uh the style selector so you can go between like dark mode and light mode and uh, a colorized
0: solarized mode mm-hmm. um, so and i, I think I wanna... we we mentioned that in in our prediction in our last prediction episode yeah. that code was getting a lot of love but uh, that doesn't mean that this still couldn't happen. It just yeah, didn't.
1: I think we can fairly <laughs> say that this is a
0: big fat goose egg. Right. All right.
1: So what about you, Hotshot? What was your first prediction from 2018?
0: I said that Carl would finally cave and put Elementary as an option to come installed, pre-installed on their devices. I was I was gung ho about this future where uh, you could you could buy a computer from System 76, and have have a selection box that said you could pre-install elementary or their pop os or ubuntu so
1: it it wasn't that crazy of a prediction back when you made it because that was still when everyone was was high off of the canonical news that they were killing unity mm -hmm. essentially killing unity Mm -hmm. Uh, i know the project still exists people don't send me emails about it I, (laughs) i understand that you can install unity and some people are working on it but it's effectively dead, um, and they switched to GNOME Shell for their system. So when that happened and everything changed, you know it was it was a time of real uh, anything is possible in the Linux world, including maybe System 76 would uh, include uh, Elementary as an option just because System 76 and Elementary worked on uh, the installer together, and yeah. the pops the Pop Shop and App Center are they share a lot of the same code.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of collaboration with between System 76 and Elementary, but. Yeah. Uh, it it looks like that was also a bust. Yeah, they for my they prediction. doubled
1: down on Pop OS. So. They oh, really did. Yeah. All right. So my second prediction from two thousand eighteen was that elementary will choose a side in the great sandboxed packaging war battles wars battle wars battle uh, uh,
0: the wars battle. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's one way to phrase it. Yeah. Uh, by distributing everything in flat packs, and by association, Snap will essentially be a thing only for server and IoT. Um, I think it's. Uh, I still it's, believe in the spirit of the prediction, but did it happen in 2018? No, it did not.
0: No, I. Yeah, I. Um, I believe in the spirit of the prediction, but I haven't heard anything from anyone mentioning anything about them choosing any side.
1: No, I, I still I
0: think s- that flat packs is the way that they would go. Um, but
1: if uh, th- this isn't a prediction for. Th- 2019, but in my heart of hearts, I still think that this is going to happen. I was just one year too early. (laughs) All right, what's your second one?
0: uh, my second one was uh, that somebody would finally put their money where their I was getting salty on this one. I remember. <laughs> I could tell. I like spicy Uh Somebody will finally put their money where their mouth is and make an image editor that rivals GIMP. Something that is GTK three that is a curated app on the app center. And I and and I said it didn't have to be fully featured they just had to put some code out there that was uh, uh you know uh, first version rough draft i don't know something that was that was going to be a gimp replacement
1: how'd that work out for you Dan?
0: I i haven't seen i haven't seen anything at all not even i haven't not even a whisper of code
1: Well, there's, and we'll talk about it later in the episode too, but here right off uh, the bat, we'll mention that there's a Kickstarter going on right now, assuming that you're listening to this uh, episode uh, in February 2019 or early March 2019. There's a a Kickstarter going on for, I believe it's called Akira. Is that how you would pronounce that, Dane?
0: I believe so, yeah.
1: And that is a, a design tool uh, that's similar to like sketch on the Mac, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a Kickstarter that I'm going to I hope I don't butcher his name. I'm going to try really hard here. <laughs> Alessandro Castellani.
0: It's, yeah, I think so. I, Alessandro. We'll, we'll leave it at that. How about that? Yeah.
1: Alessandro, at least I think is close enough to being correct, but he's, uh, and it's not just him. It's a team of a lot of people, including friends of the show, like uh, Felipe Escoto. Um,
0: and they're doing it, great work. It's, oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's looking to shape up to be, it's not, it's not gimp. It's not even no. Inkscape. It's not a vector editor necessarily, right?
1: It, it is. It does use SVG. It is a uh, vector. Okay. But it's it's more targeted at, I believe, like interface design. Okay. That kind of thing, and, and I am not. Uh, I am an absolute idiot when it comes to all design tools and art. So. <laughs> so I'm not the guy to ask about that. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm right there with you. The, all right. So, but anyway, uh we we wish Alessandro the absolute best of luck with, and we'll mention that again in the show, but uh, do yeah. check that out. Again,
0: it's called Akira,
1: A K I R A if you google that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you'll we can find stick it. it in the in the show notes, right?
1: Yeah, we absolutely will. That's a good uh, call.
0: Yeah, what's your so what's your next prediction?
1: All right. <laughs> Boy, this one was optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Juno will release with Wayland as the default display server. Even though the team <laughs> says it won't happen, it turns out when when the people who make something tell you something's not going to happen, it's a dead giveaway.
0: Yeah, i I think <laughs> you were um, I think you were believing really hard on that one.
1: For what it's worth, you know, I've been. It's no secret that elementary is my great love, but I I dabble. I I, uh, I occasionally have other partners, Dane, <laughs> and uh, I, I've been using. Uh, wayland off and on here and there with fedora for like a year and a half now maybe two years and it is so rock solid and it it seemed obvious to me that wayland support should happen but then again no one it's not a priority it's not something most users would notice and it's not it just wasn't urgent no one stepped up to do it so it Mm -hmm. didn't happen
0: yeah nothing nothing in the default x server broke anything that made people say we have to go to wayland right now Exactly. So.
1: although and it's an, it's one of those things that i cannot quantify i don't know how it makes things better but i just generally notice that if i take the same install and i log in with x and versus when i log in with wayland that wayland is way smoother so maybe maybe this year who knows
0: it's it it's coming eventually one of these days
1: <laughs> probably not 2019 either let's be
0: real <laughs> no yeah i don't think so all right man what's yours uh so um again man i was i was really getting i was on this this trip of trying to get uh these um premier applications into the app center uh i said somebody would finally put together an audio recorder editor that would r- rival replace and dist- and i use this word destroy audacity <laughs> because uh, as as useful as that tool is i i can't stand audacity hey, it hey, needs dane. to be destroyed
1: hey dane yeah what are you recording in right now man
0: i'm using audacity it's mm. probably gonna break on me right now. It I probably
1: will. <laughs> but uh, I'm recording in Audacity too, so I, I'm going to take that to safely mean that uh, that that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. yeah. Too bad. Yeah. I really would like to see it. I would too, but Audacity works. It's a, it like it is a solid <laughs> tool. It works. It, it it's, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all,
1: right. all right. So my next prediction. And I'm going to go ahead and just spoil the ending of it. This didn't happen either, but I still believe that this totally should happen. Uh, Elementary will partner with some cloud provider to give users crazy easy and secure cloud storage and cloud services baked into the OS.
0: Mm.
1: In my mind, I was picturing, I think like a next cloudy install on like some really beefy server somewhere that everyone could use and pay for. Mm -hmm. and I don't know. It didn't happen. That needs
0: to happen. I think like a third party, not not someone from the elementary team, but a third party needs to say, you know what, I'm going to offer something like this, and they and they can set up a nextcloud instance and make it encrypted and all that fun stuff that people like these days. That
1: would be sweet, but yeah. it did not happen this year. No, all right. unfortunately You're not.
0: Um, so <laughs> I, I was chided for being for playing softball. <laughs> Here we go. This one. <laughs> I said that Juno would finally drop in
1: 2018.
0: <laughs> Guess what? Nailed it! <laughs> Nailed it! I got it.
1: Everybody, please
0: stand and clap for Dan. And and in in the term in like in one whole year, I did kind of eke it out. It came out mid October, right? It's, yeah, it was later in the year, but.
1: The, okay. Yes, there was a slight possibility that Juno would not make it in
0: 2018,
1: but <laughs> I, smart money was with your prediction on that one. I believe. Yeah. Okay. But so, hey, it, it's correct. I can't argue. It's you. Absolutely got it right.
0: One one point for me. How many points do you have so far, Nate Stuardamus? Well,
1: the night is still young. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All
0: what's right. your next one, man? Oh, here we go.
1: The next one. <laughs> it will. Are you ready for this? This has a twist in it.
0: Okay, I'm ready. It
1: will not be the year of Linux on the desktop. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm of the opinion that, well, actually, the more I think about it, 2018 was a really great year for Linux. Yeah? And I don't know, like, the, the enthusiasm about it was higher than I had seen in a long time mm-hmm uh there are lots of new users lots of new features lots of buzz like there's a part of me that says if ever there will be a year of the linux desktop that 2018 was that and that my prediction was actually wrong because it kind of was the year of the linux desktop but you know i don't think we can count anything at all about that because that is just a joke
0: i think the year of the linux desktop is not quantifiable
1: it's pr- it's probably not, but man, 2018 was a great year for the Linux desktop.
0: It is. I, I'll agree with you, and and I feel like Elementary had um, had a lot of really positive buzz around it from they had, outlets that you wouldn't have expected. Um, I don't know. It, I thought I thought it was a pretty good year for for being an Elementary OS fan and being a Linux fan in general.
1: It was a great year for Elementary. I mean, Juno was such an amazing release, mm-hmm. and uh, all kinds of new things coming out with App Center. And that momentum has just kept rolling. I mean, uh, Jason Evangelo, who uh, we're hoping to be able to talk him into an interview with this podcast, but uh, uh, he's a Forbes writer who has done an Elementary Challenge where he tried to get people to, for two weeks, install Elementary news. and use it. He was basically gushing over it the whole time. So, mm-hmm. lots of good momentum coming in even to this year and things like that. So, uh, uh, I'm hoping to get to talk to him in a, in a future episode and and see. Uh, dive into his brain deeper and see what he thinks about elementary. But no, elementary yeah. had
0: a great 2018. Yeah, definitely. I don't have any more predictions.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay, so I had a, <laughs> I gave myself a bonus prediction. I included that uh year of the Linux desktop joke, you know, as a fun thing because sure. I always do that. But uh, a bonus prediction that I definitely did not think would happen, but threw in anyway for funsies. After Canonical changes the release schedule for Ubuntu Desktop post LTS. And since the tooling and packaging will be more distro agnostic, elementary will switch back ends.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> I don't yeah. know what I was smoking that day, Dane. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know. I think I think you just you felt you just felt like you needed to give us something extra. Something I did
1: more. and and it's still within the realm of of reasonability.
0: Is it's, that a word? Reasonability. It's it's feasible, right? It is. It's I'm going to use reasonability.
1: I'm going to Reasonab- I'm going to stick to my convictions <laughs> on that one, Danny. It's a word, and I'm going to use it. I'm
0: going to let you do that because you live up on a hill in the mountains somewhere.
1: It's within the. It's yeah. It's reasonable <laughs> that uh, because you know, I just feel it in my heart. The more that elementary goes forward, for one, canonical is 100% bought into the snap thing. And I still feel in my bones that flat pack is the way that makes sense for elementary to go and that whether the rest of the team feels that I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think as time goes and everything kind of moves to a flat pack back end, there's less reason to be apt based. Right. Um, I think as time goes on, uh, it's going to hurt elementary potentially to have a slower like uh, kernels
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I, I think I just updated my elementary machine. I think I'm on four dot fifteen or something. Okay. And on another machine, I with a different operating system, I'm on like four twenty one or something crazy like that. Oh wow, yeah. Which brings in tr- uh, magic trackpad support and all kinds of stuff. So I, I awesome. think as time goes on, there's less of a reason to have Canonical as the back end because they're kind of hitching their flag to a different ship. I like right. to mix metaphors here, Dan.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm tracking uh, with you.
1: It's it's not uh, it's not the craziest prediction ever. It was a little far fetched when I made it, and it's still pretty far fetched. I th- I think realistically, Elementary has no reason not to stick with Ubuntu at least for the near future. Uh, I think
0: who knows? I don't think it's a crazy prediction to make for the next five to ten years.
1: Yeah, I th- five years is a good range. I'm with you.
0: But I think but I think making that prediction for a, a single year where there were there were no rumors about it yeah it's kind of it's kind of crazy
1: all right it was dumb Dane. you can say it okay it was dumb
0: (laughs) but i but i'm with you on it like i you know i think i like these wait until i bring this out
1: again in like like, four years and we call it you know classic (laughs) it's a throwback
0: yeah I like these prediction shows though because you know you and I can can it's it's a competition but it's also friendly because we're predicting trying to predict things that we think would be interesting or great or maybe even not great but just interesting um for for Linux and for elementary in the future so Oh yeah I, I mean this
1: whole a- from the first day that we did this show it was always pitched as a a bunch of friends get together and talk about elementary mm-hmm. and have fun doing it. Yeah. And that's, that's why we do the predictions. Cause I, I have fun, you know, goading you a little bit and calling you a cheater and throwing softballs and things like that. <laughs> and we, we just want to talk about, you know, where we think elementary might go and some of the cool stuff it might get. Cause we just want to keep seeing it get better and better every year.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So
1: I think we can officially say you have one point. I had no point. Yes! Is that
0: fair? I won, but I—I oh, I know
1: I failed. <laughs> Shame on me! Oh,
0: oh! It's the year of Dane It is. Oh no, no! <laughs> oh
1: no! I don't know if I can live with that. Yeah, I think you can. I think okay. you can live with it. All right, then, Dane Stradamus. I can't even say it <laughs> since you won. 2018 let's see how good you are with 2019 how's that sound
0: oh i got crazy with my predictions this year I'm i started for, out i started out softball and then i went crazy
1: good well i've not heard a single one so i'm excited for this so this is officially a new segment these are our predictions for the year 2019 and again even though we are recording this technically you know two solid months into the year we're we're not cheating we wrote these down on like december 29th we're we're being fair. And honest,
0: good human beings. Mm-hmm. All right, then kick us off. All right, uh, my first one. Like I said, I started off kind of softball, but they're going to get weirder as we go. Um, my first one. I I've been thinking a lot about the app center. That seems to be the the sole focus right now. I mean, there there is a lot going into uh, the core apps and um, and you know getting a new release ready and and that kind of stuff, but you know, every time I see Cassidy post a new thing in the elementary blog, it's always a new app or um what developers can expect or, you know, what's going on with the app center. So my first prediction is at least three new apps hit the app store with alternative revenue streams. And I
1: like what, Hanson, come on now. I, we need a little more no, <laughs> talking
0: about. No okay, so listen, so we, we had um the write.as dot as or write.as. okay. Yep, I'm with you. That app hit, and it is. Um, it has an alternative revenue stream. So, this this prediction may not be great for elementary because they do take a cut of app sales,
1: right? Thirty mm-hmm. percent.
0: But uh, but I could see a future where um, maybe the app costs a dollar or $5 or $10, but then there's a subscription behind it to get content or continue to use a service that the app provides. Um, And that's kind of what I'm going for here is three new apps that have some kind of alternative revenue stream, um, not from just app sales.
1: Well, you know, one of the things I see a lot of is that developers have Patreon accounts. Okay, maybe I'm going to exclude that. I'm gonna, okay, exclude you're gonna exclude Patreon.
0: Patreon. I'm talking about directly from uh, services rendered by the app, or, um, yeah, just you know something something that has to do with a like a, a subscription okay. to keep the app working the way that you would expect it to work. Or kind
1: of like a Creative Cloud or something where you pay a fee every month to keep right. using the app. Okay.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Okay, that's pretty interesting. We'll see.
0: Yeah, and I don't know exactly how that's gonna work, but.
1: You know, well, that's not what you're predicting, is it? You're just nope, nope. Fair enough. <laughs> so I'm How going about you? to, uh, I'm going to cheat. For every one that you give, I'm going to give two, because I made two different lists. Each of them have five predictions. Yeah, guys, oh, the-
0: listen. Nate was Nathan was very <laughs> bored.
1: I had some time on my hands. Um, he had a lot of time <laughs> on his hands.
0: Uh so we're just we're going to give him the floor, okay?
1: You know, so all right. So <laughs> so I'm going to alternate. One will be elementary specific, one will be Linux in general. All right. So cool. my my first elementary specific, I say that elementary OS will not have a new major meaning a 6.0 release this year. Instead, there will be a few significant point releases to Juno. So we will not see what's beyond 5.0 we will not see 6.0 this year we will not see elementary os All zebra right. whatever they name it
0: i think i think you're playing it pretty safe with that
1: i think that's i think so too
0: yeah i think that's your yeah okay. that's my softball okay? that's we, uh, it, it, we'll get crazier from here that's more soft than my softball
1: uh listen here we don't it's not a competition on who has the weakest prediction okay <laughs> I, I feel good about that one okay all right yeah all right and then my linux in general prediction and this one i, I may be a little crazy and i think i heard someone It might have been linux unplugged or, or a show like that where i heard someone else make a prediction that was eerily similar and the, the rest of the crew just absolutely made fun of them for a solid five minutes Um, So maybe this is bonkers, but I say that Linux will support seventy-five percent of all games in Steam by the end of the year, thanks to Proton.
0: Wow, (laughs)
1: seventy-five percent market, Dane. It's uh, happening.
0: Okay, all right. That's I don't know. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about Proton in general, but okay, I'll let you have that prediction. I I can see that happening. I I don't know. Seventy-five percent though. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. I like, there's a lot of games. How many games are on on Steam?
1: Uh a bunch.
0: A bunch. Okay. Yep.
1: And and then if you take 75% of them <laughs> they and, and I want to clarify here. I should clarify this point because this may be an argument a year from now. I'm not necessarily saying that it will have the Proton support turned on by default, but it will be playable with Proton because there's in Steam you can go in and basically say let me try any game I want to. And there's a whole community-run list of games on how well they run. So I say that 75% of games will be, I don't know what the highest level is, gold, will be gold-rated on the community measuring forum or whatever wow. the place is. But it's
0: 75%. Okay. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> I, right, I'm seeing, have? I don't know, I'm just just—I'm looking, I'm, I Googled it, uh, which I don't know how accurate these numbers are because I'm looking at like a Reddit post and stuff like that. But sure. It's like someone was saying somewhere around 7,500, and then someone else said 10,000 games.
1: I feel like there's... Yeah, it's got to be at least 10,000.
0: Yeah, so 10,000 games, 75% of that. Yes, yeah, 7,500. 7,500. And so, uh, let's see, Linux number of Linux games on Steam in Statista.com says that there's 4,000. So you're getting up there if that's true. That feels oddly tipped in my favor. I don't think those numbers are
1: right. But I <laughs> yeah. like them. I'm with I you, man. Let's do it. I don't
0: know. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, let, that's okay. Cool. <laughs> Let's move on to my prediction. <laughs> all right. What you got? Um, all right. So I and I know that we we discussed this in last year's predictions. Uh, but I'm I'm going to say, and this leads into my next prediction um the elementary os finally announces an allegiance to another packaging format i didn't specifically say flat pack or snap i feel like it's going towards the flat packs but i just say there this is the year that they will announce that they are going to to support one or the other
1: i 100 percent agree with you i almost think this is a softball but it's it's it's, it's fair it's kind I, it's,
0: it's kind of a softball but you just wait till you hear my next prediction but i okay. want to hear your next two
1: okay so, for my next elementary specific prediction, I say that Houston slash App Center, so Houston being the back end that powers the App Center submissions, I say that that system will start accepting submissions from GitLab in addition to GitHub.
0: Okay. All right. What do that, you think? That's. I, I, I don't know. I don't think that there's any plans to do that, to go that direction.
1: I, I kind of feel it. I've, I've not. Uh, I haven't done the homework to actually go and look and see if there's an issue open or anything like that. So, I'm I'm legit not cheating and I don't know one way or the other, but I feel like the uh as more and more uh free software developers are going with GitLab mm-hmm. and with the, with GitLab just ramping up their product and everything, uh I, I I think that uh Houston and App Center will be less tightly coupled with GitHub and will start accepting submissions from GitLab. I just huh. feel
0: it. Okay. All right. that I think that's getting to be a little bit more of a wild prediction. but
1: See, I have I I cojones.
0: Dane. I have cojones. You do have cojones.
1: All right. And then for Linux in general, uh, I think Pipewire will replace Pulse Audio and Alsa for at least one of the major Linux distributions. And for the point of clarification by major Linux distributions, I am including Ubuntu and or any of the main derivatives, Fedora, Arch, and OpenSUSE.
0: All right. Pipewire, it's coming. Pipewire will replace Pulse Audio. I haven't We're even heard of Pipewire. I, f- I feel bad. What? Tell um, me a little bit about Pipewire. Uh,
1: it's, it's magic, and it fixes all the audio <laughs> issues that people have in Linux.
0: Yeah, but that's what they said about Pulse Audio. <laughs> Well,
1: you, but but this time, Dane, they've nailed it. Okay. <laughs> and then there are people that say that Jack is the way to go. You got... Oh, but yeah. it's just Jack Schmack, okay? Pipewire. <laughs> okay. If, I'm picturing in my mind the... Uh, is it Jim Cramer that does the the meme that's like the stock market? All right. You <laughs> yeah. need to put your money on Pipewire. The stocks are rising. <laughs>
0: I, I feel it. Wow. Okay. That'll be an interesting one to see. I, see two brave predictions, Dane. Come on, those are pretty got? brave. Those are pretty brave. Um, so again, I'm i I've been sticking with elementary OS. This is this is my prediction, and I'm sticking with going with that packaging format. If they pick flat pack or, or snap, snappy, snap, whatever, a sandboxed format, they will they will be they will have a target SDK where you can say, okay, for my sandbox environment, I am going to target the elementary SDK, this whatever version that I want to be on. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: And once that happens, they'll be free to move about the cabin. And like you said, uh, in a previous prediction, um, you mentioned that they'll move to a different base. I'm predicting not that they'll be moving to a different base, but they will be, they will plan to start using, rolling releases they will announce that this year underneath their sdk
1: it's kind of like the android thing where the android operating system maybe doesn't get updated on every phone uh religiously you know on a firm cycle but it doesn't much matter because all the apps are in the play store and as long as you have the google play services updated then it really doesn't matter it's it's kind of a rolling release in that sense because the apps are always up to date
0: right exactly
1: so okay, I can see that. I mean, I don't uh, I don't know that I agree that I think that's the way that they'll go, but it will be interesting to see.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: Well, all right, see, there I like that. I had some meat on it.
0: Yeah, see, I'm I'm trying to get a little bit more bold.
1: All right, here we go. Here's another bold one from me. All right, elementary <laughs> specific. Elementary will establish a base of operations in Denver, Colorado, with a physical office by the end of the year
0: oh you know what i was that was going to be one of my predictions and then i didn't write it down and i don't know why uh, I, it was it was going to be along the lines of like california you know prices continue to skyrocket and it forces dan <laughs> to go and find another place to live and he ends up going to denver i mean that just makes sense
1: doesn't it, it and I uh, how much do you want to walk into like walk along the street and you see a a glass door and on the glass door is the elementary logo.
0: That would be amazing. You
1: want to walk through that door.
0: Yes. Yes. I want to see what's behind that door.
1: Don't we all? (laughs) So so that's, that's my prediction for that one. And then for my third Linux in general, this is a, uh, a mushy prediction. And I can tell that I wrote this while I was particularly uh, annoyed. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) a major effort will be put into place to make Bluetooth not suck quite so hard across Linux distros. (laughs) (laughs) We've Bluetooth after all these years, Bluetooth still sucks so hard across Linux. It doesn't matter what your kernel is. It doesn't matter what your operating system is. it, It just doesn't matter. Some of them work slightly better in some situations than others. I will say that elementary's implementation with their indicators and the way they work is probably the best that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, oh man, Bluetooth just sucks across yeah. Linux. Still.
0: I agree. I so agree. I,
1: I hope that that's a serious uh, issue that, that that people really pick up the torch and run with.
0: Yeah, me too. Definitely, Bluetooth needs to work better.
1: Yep. All right, so moving on from a kind of dour prediction there, what do you have? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, well, I predict, um, and this this will take... I actually didn't do the research before I made this prediction. Um, <laughs> so this might be true already, but I don't <laughs> think it is. It's just, it's automatic <laughs> one point today. <a> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I uh, I say that there will be more non-Vala curated apps on the App Store than Vala apps. Hmm. So, you know, the the big misconception is if you if you want to write something for elementary it has to be uh, written in Vala and has to have gtk and and all this other stuff and it has to use granite um, right. none of that is really true the only thing is that it has to be gtk right right that's um, absolutely
1: true it has to yes it has to be gtk
0: yeah but other than that uh, and and you have to go through a, a review process. You know, right. the, a human has to review it and make sure that it looks okay and does what it says it does and all that stuff. But other than that, you can use whatever build system you want. You can use whatever language you want, and um, as long as Houston knows
1: how to build it, <laughs> yes, and I, you, I will throw. If you use some really obscure thing that Houston has no earthly idea how to build, then it, it won't be able to build it. But
0: right, right. But you know you can use Misan or whatever build system you want uh, to get things going. And, and right now GTK has bindings for, uh, for whether it's written in C, it's got bindings for Vala, JavaScript, Python, Rust, a a whole host of languages. I just wrote a
1: GTK program at work uh, to manage our Tardy system. And it, it was written in Python actually. Oh, cool. Um, So, and it's, it's, it's not all that much different from i mean obviously python itself is a little bit different from vola for those of you who are developers mm-hmm. and have experience with that it'll be obvious i say that like everybody knows <laughs> uh but uh so the syntax is a little bit different but in terms of like actually using it and and working with it, it's pretty similar across that so i, I definitely can see that
0: yeah and i've i've written um i've written a my Bible app is actually a uh, Python and I'm still working awesome. on it. has, uh, it's nowhere near being released yet. I've got some. So you're big... going
1: to be the one that uploads the the Python <laughs> app and they'll be like, Oh man, all kinds of apps <laughs> in Python. Be, go go dang.
0: Exactly. Yeah, totally. I'm cheater, going to, cheater. I'm going to upload a ton of apps and they're all going to be <laughs> Python or JavaScript or whatever. <laughs>
1: uh, what, a, what a filthy cheater.
0: But I know, I do know that there are some out there that are Python, um, and I don't I don't know of any in App Center that are uh that are Rust or any other language, but I don't know. I oh, I Rust. and I love Vala. Here's the thing, Vala is a great language. It is it is a strong um language to build with. Uh there are some amazing engineers that are working on it. Um Corentin and uh gosh, I already forgot his name. Rico. Uh um, ah, yes, yeah, Rico. Are, they're they're amazing uh, software engineers, and they are putting their heart and soul into making Vala everything that it needs to be. So there's nothing wrong with it. I just, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd be interested to see um, other, uh, you know, other flavors of apps hitting yeah. the you know,
1: App Vala, store. Vala is a really beautiful language. It's it's easy for people that are familiar with C sharp. It's easy to dive in. So there's Vala has a lot going for it. I do wonder, and this is an unscientific study that no one has ever even done. I do wonder, like, I'd like two parallel universes. One where vocal was written in Python, one where it's written in Vala. And I would like to compare the number of commits and pull requests that we get from other people. Oh, yeah. I wonder if it were written in a different language if we would get more. Although we've been getting a ton of pull requests here lately, so it's not like I can complain. I'm very pleased
0: yeah that's a good Uh, question though
1: i'd like to know just if if we could have two different universes i I would like to compare them
0: yeah for sure
1: all right so moving on my fourth elementary specific prediction an arm-based build of elementary with at least the pantheon desktop not necessarily all of the apps will become available for raspberry pi like devices
0: Ooh, that's an interesting prediction
1: yeah, and it's it's kind of as we record this today, a Windows 10 now runs on a Raspberry Pi, uh, Model B. What I didn't know yep. that. Yep. That so that came out today. I mean, more and more uh, Raspberry Pis get faster and faster, and other. I think as we go on, more devices are going to be built on the ARM architecture. Yeah. So it it kind of makes sense, I think, for Elementary to dip their toe in the ARM water.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, um. I think I think it's technically possible. I just don't know that there will be enough resources. Then that's that. entirely
1: possible. But it's yeah. it's I'm happy with that prediction.
0: Okay. All right. And then
1: number four, LVFS will continue to grow, and we'll see at least System seventy six, AMD, Corsair, Crucial, and Microsoft add at least partial support. Wow. So, Dane, are you familiar with the LVFS?
0: i am not i've i've heard lvfs but i don't know much about it
1: lvfs is it it really is like i joked earlier about pipewire being magic lvfs really is magic it is a it's the linux vendor firmware service i believe that's what it stands for if not it should um Hmm. and what it does is it's basically a place where vendors can go and upload their firmware and then anything that is tied into lvfs can load it so if I believe App Center actually works with it because I looked earlier, and it had a, an installer for one of my Logitech devices. It uh, had a firmware update for it, so I, I believe the App Center is piped into LVFS too. Um, but I, I know that GNOME Shell uses LV LVFS. I know that KDE, whatever their software center, I can't forget what it's called, uh, but I know that it uses it. So basically, all your hardware, the firmware for it, it just automatically shows up in your updates list in your. Uh, App Center, App Store, App Downloader of choice, and wow. uh, it's real easy. It's awesome. So I think that those companies again, System 76, AMD, Corsair, Crucial, and Microsoft will add at least partial support.
0: That's amazing.
1: Huh. That's my prediction. Okay, I just feel it. I, I love the LVFS stuff that I've seen.
0: That's really cool. All right, are we on your last one, day? Yep, this is my last one. Make um, it count. Number five. This is and this is my craziest one. Uh-oh! <laughs> this one's just this out of left field here. Uh, elementary OS will provide an option to turn on Amazon's Alexa as the default digital assistant. I think you're nuts.
1: <laughs> I think you're absolutely nuts.
0: <laughs> I, you know, and and maybe Amazon Alexa wouldn't be the the uh, first choice, but.
1: If anything, I think that uh, oh, I forgot the name of it now. I've not thought about it in so long. The the one with My the Croft. goofy Mycroft. Thank you. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> I think maybe Mycroft, but uh, Amazon. Um, just, it, well, okay. Yeah. I've seen crazier things. I mean, I know that Amazon's like putting Alexa in microwaves and
0: yeah. You know, I just cra- buy all kinds um, of crazy places. This the these Bluetooth the Jabra sixty five something or other they're like a it's a bluetooth you know fully wireless headset and it has Amazon Alexa built in or I don't know if it's built into the actual device but it's like integrated with it so yeah I've, se- I've seen a lot of this happening and I don't know crazier things have happened
1: you never know where you'll find Alexa so it's, it's within slightly the realm of possibility but I think it's a far stretch
0: <laughs> I told you we'll it's see, my crazy though. one
1: I like it. At least it's out there.
0: All right, man. Here here are my last
1: my last ones. So my last elementary specific prediction is that non essential apps will stop being bundled with elementary OS. Will instead be downloadable via App Center. So, for example, the mail client, the calendar, the basically any app that comes with elementary right now that is not. basically that's not a file browser or a web browser or a terminal. Um I think we'll see those where if you want it you can grab it from app center like you can all the other apps but I don't think they'll be installed by default.
0: I think you're crazy.
1: <laughs> well, <Wow>, really?
0: <laughs> I think I think like I don't know. I I've seen the elementary guys get flack for not including OpenOffice or LibreOffice in uh in their default ISO. So to have them to to have them remove more apps is i think that's crazy
1: i really think we're going to see it because only insane people like me with 90 gigabyte uh flac libraries uh, normal people don't have local music, so they don't really have a, a reason to have a music player installed by default. Most people, I think, use the web browser for watching YouTube and Twitch and things like that, so they don't need a local video oh, player. Oh,
0: wait a second. I you see have... I see what this is. You're still trying to get rid of the music app. <laughs> You're still trying to get rid of noise. <laughs> and it would have worked if it weren't for you <laughs> darn kids. <laughs> Why are you
1: trying to kill it? <laughs> I'm not trying to kill it, Yes, man. you are. I just... Are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's, that's a fair point, but no, that's that's not at the heart of the prediction. I know, but there's. I mean, <laughs> y- yeah, I mean, noise needs to. Uh, it needs some love. It either needs love or it needs to be kicked out of the house. One, one <laughs> or the other. I'll, I'll admit that, and I probably should help love it in in this metaphor. But yeah,
0: um, you you should help love it because if you don't, if you kick it out of the house, then it won't get any love, and it'll just true. die.
1: Do you I, want yeah, these that, projects to die? I, I don't want them to die, but I really do, like, honestly, a lot of these non-core apps, like code, most people don't code, so why would code be included in a default install? Okay,
0: I can see that.
1: You know, all these apps, a lot of people just all don't have a apps. need for them, and if they if they do need them, they'd be right there in App Center, and also that might be another revenue stream for elementary if they actually put a suggested price then you know if all of a sudden noise had a $3 price tag maybe that would help fund development
0: i, I know, know for a fact that uh that daniel foray and the and the whole team i believe is on board with it they they can, they see a future where the fi- and this was going to be you know what i'm going to make this my prediction right now <laughs> that they write will write it down
1: so i can find this next year <laughs> i'll
0: i'll write it down <laughs> that they will remove Files, the file browser, from oh. the default, or they'll at least hide it behind some kind of security setting so that you can't oh, have no. it. Because I know for a fact that they believe in a future where you don't have to go to your file browser to to look at your files or find files, unless you're a developer. They believe think... in having all of those default apps: the music app, the video app the um the so you're going
1: hard like you're going hard against my prediction yeah i'm
0: going (laughs) i'm i'm going head to head with your prediction well one of us has to (laughs) this is
1: like a highlander There can be only one (laughs) so i uh, i I think that you are correct about their attitude about files Uh, i don't know that i agree with that necessarily because i still like a good file browser and i've even like on other even on ios and stuff where all the apps are supposed to manage your files and everything i still open a file browser so and maybe that's just me maybe i'm a weirdo and i,
0: I know that i am actually so you're uh, you're not i mean i i'm right there with you but but you and i are both also software developers we're also like yeah that's true nerds and so yeah. so we have we have more need or we have we have more want to um control things in the way that we want to control them but you I was just recently, I, I have a Nextcloud instance and uh, like the, the basics of that is to be able to store your files up in the cloud and sync them up to the cloud. Right. Yep. But then you can install some other stuff. You can install a calendar and you can install um, like a, a photo browser and whatever you want. You can kind of create your own cloud. And I, I installed a notes app and I started using that and you don't manage your files in that you manage your notes. And that, and like that's kind of the way that things are going, mm, I don't know that I,
1: I i sure, I agree in theory that's the future, but I don't know if in practice if I think that that future will ever arrive, okay, but we'll see i I think the reality probably lies in between both of our predictions,
0: yeah, probably
1: all right, here's my very last prediction, <laughs> okay, right. give me your last prediction for and this i I say Linux in general, but this is more of just a general in general mozilla the company or the organization well it's a company and an organization (laughs) depends on which one you're talking about (laughs) but mozilla as a an entity whatever you want to call it will make a critical nearly unrecoverable blunder and we'll see a major firefox fork slash schism
0: wow okay that's that's big
1: so mozilla is a on paper, I should absolutely love Mozilla. Right. I, I love all the all the things they've... I love, first of all, Firefox. I love the things that they've pushed with open source. I love that they're fighting for a free and open web. Uh, all the stuff they've done for net neutrality. Like I'm a, In theory, I love Mozilla. In practice, though, they've done a lot of really stupid stuff in the past year. They pushed out an extension to everybody's instance without telling people that basically was an advertisement for the Mr. Robot show. Right. They put advertisements on people's new tab page for some, I think it was like Travelocity or some company like that to book hotels, and they weren't even getting paid for it. Yeah. I mean, it's just been, those are the only two I can think of off the top of my head, but it's been a constant barrage of just really stupid uh, decisions. And uh, for a company that tries to be so focused on uh, privacy, a lot of the things they do really are not in the uh, best interest of users' privacy. So I I just feel it. I can feel it coming. There's going to be a big blunder that Mozilla makes, and it's going to be nearly unrecoverable. I think we're going to see a big Firefox fork.
0: Wow. I, I personally hope that doesn't happen.
1: I hope it doesn't either, I'm with you.
0: I, I know you don't because I know that you at least in the past you've used Firefox as your And it's
1: still my main browser. It's it's okay. my main browser on all my machines and all my phones and everything. I do yeah. really like
0: it. Yeah, same here. Um so yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, man, that would be huge news if it did.
1: I can just I can see it. Nate Stradamus is seeing into the future and he can <laughs> it's on the horizon, man.
0: Okay, cool. Well, thanks for your predictions. That's uh Thank you, Dane. That will be that will be an interesting year if all of our predictions were to come true.
1: It will be. So except we'll, for the
0: one except for the one where both of ours can't come true. <laughs> File browser. <That's> true. <laughs> uh I I can apps. see us
1: fighting over that one next year over <laughs> who who gets to be the winner.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I like that I can see you actually adding that to the list in our show doc right now. <laughs> 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 oh, I am
0: putting
1: uh, actually, it down on paper. I appreciate that. That will make it really easy for me next
0: year. (laughs) All right. Shall we move on to the news? Yes, please. Let's do it.
1: All right. So the news is actually pretty light, uh, despite the fact that we've only been gone two months. Uh, We picked a good two months. I say we picked as if, you know, we like scheduled it on the calendar. Uh, I guess I picked a good time of year to nearly kill myself. (laughs) um, Because it's been, you know, with with the holidays and everything, the development was kind of a little bit slow um, for a while. I think that's fair to say. Um, there were some improvements to the app center website. So if you go to appcenter.elementary.io you can actually see all the, uh, website, uh, all the apps that are in app center listed on the website and you can click to view the, uh, the information about them. Look at the screenshots, look at the descriptions. Right. Um, so there've been a lot of improvements to that. It now shows, for example, uh, what the suggested price of apps are that have a suggested price set. Mm hmm. Um, so lots of little improvements about that. It's nice being able to just browse that and and seeing all the apps. Uh, of course, you can always open App Center and see all the apps too. But, um, but that's a good thing. Yeah,
0: I like that. That's good.
1: And in, in the same vein, there are some new categories when you open App Center. Um, so used to uh, App Center had how many were there Dan? Like
0: it was only a hand, It was was it, wasn't it like six or something or? It, uh,
1: it was a small number, maybe nine or something. I, I think yeah. I remember three rows of three, maybe yeah. not. Uh, but there weren't that many different categories, and now uh, there are just a lot more, and they have really nice styling behind them, and it just makes it a lot easier to browse through the apps on App Center and find the type of app that you're looking for. So it's just a, it's another nice improvement.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh,
0: another news item.
1: We're we're burning right through these because most of these are kind of uh, <laughs> quick and easy.
0: But we've got to mention them.
1: We've got to mention them. Uh, the so there are new specific search settings that show up when you search in the applications menu so for example if you were looking for it used to be like if you wanted to search for displays like the display settings you could type display and it would show up but like if you wanted to drill down past that it wouldn't Mm -hmm. and now you can search for really obscure you know drilled down settings and it'll it'll pop up there in the list which is really handy for when you have one thing in mind that you want to change you can just jump to it really quickly yeah that's awesome
0: yep.
1: and then I, i've noticed that there's a big initiative right now to get app developers to support these new tool tips that show the the keyboard shortcuts have you seen this dame
0: yeah i've seen that they're they're trying to go for uh better discoverability for um for like uh, keyboard shortcuts and stuff like that right
1: Absolutely, and I, I believe that they've a- actually added some APIs to Granite. I'll, I'll say that I've not had a chance to play around with those in vocal yet, um, so I've not used them firsthand, but I've seen a few apps where they are implemented, and it's nice. I mean, basically, you you leave your mouse hovering over uh, a button or something, and it'll actually pop up. It'll say what the button does, and then it will show you in parentheses the keyboard shortcut that you could hit to kind of trigger that function.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So it's just a nice thing for consistency's sake and for, uh, I know there's no such thing as a power user, but for people that like to navigate with keyboards, almost a power user kind of person, it's it's a nice feature.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right, and last but not least, we've already talked about it in the show, but there uh, we want to mention this again, and we're going to try and get uh, Alessandro on the show uh, to talk about Akira uh, before the Kickstarter ends. I believe it has about, well, actually... I say I believe. Let me actually click the link and see for sure to tell the people. Uh, So as we record this, there are 18 days left in the project. Um,
0: We better get him on soon. We do. We we can't (laughs) mess around, Dave.
1: (laughs) Well, worst case scenario, if I fall and break, you know, my leg again, at least we're mentioning it on this show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, We would very much like to get him on and talk about it. But uh, whatever you're doing, listeners, if you've not contributed to this Kickstarter. Uh, go to kickstarter.com slash projects slash Allocad. That's A-L-E-C-A-D-D-D slash Akira dash the dash Linux dash design dash tool.
0: That is a mouthful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So really just go to Google, type in Akira Kickstarter and click the link that, you, that Google pulls up or yeah. DuckDuckGo. Um, Please, Duck, Duck, Please use DuckDuckGo. Please use DuckDuckGo. I actually prefer DuckDuckGo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go there, find that, uh, throw some money that way. Uh, they're looking for, I believe, $50,000 to, and keep in mind, this is for several months of work to pay four or five developers. Um, and there there are all kinds of costs. So this is a very reasonable amount of money. Uh, and it's a very realistic amount of money. I mean, that's how much it's going to take to build this thing. Um, but it, it's a really nice, Akira is supposed to be a, a new Linux design tool that's similar to like Sketch on the Mac that makes it easy to, Uh, mock-up user interface designs and 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 really help with application development because you can mock up what you want your app to look like uh, before you build your app before you write the code to do it and it's really nice because it's going to use git as the back end so you can iteratively design your application and you can see the history of it and why you made certain design changes and everything so it's, it's a really cool project
0: yeah i haven't used it or i haven't haven't you know actually messed around with with any of what he's got i don't know if he if he's even got some code it's basically
1: a demo i don't think it's super functional yet yeah Um, but i've seen
0: i've seen some uh some video of it in action uh just some of the interface design that he's got and it it looks awesome so i'm looking forward to to seeing this come to fruition
1: oh yeah the more uh, professional design tools that we get on linux the better
0: um, yeah. So absolutely. So if, if you
1: have some spare bucks uh, laying around right now, I know that they would uh, very much appreciate it. And it's one of those type, it's a, the type of Kickstarter where it's an all or nothing thing, either they get the goal or they don't take anything. Yeah. Um, so uh, please go out there and support that if you have the the funds and everything to do it. All right, Dane. Shall we move on? Yes, please. Let's uh, let's head on. I think the I think we've covered the news pretty well. Good deal. So. Normally, we'd be moving to a segment we like to call Workflow of the Month. The Workflow of the Month this month is not breaking your ankle in a freak accident.
0: Good idea. (laughs) I I think that's a really great idea. Um, Yeah, I think I'm not going to break my ankle in a freak accident.
1: So let's talk about ways to do that. First of all, if it's slick outside, don't go outside. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you are wearing shoes that are slippery on the bottom, don't wear those shoes.
0: Mm Uh. Uh, keep your work area clear so that work there's no, uh, uh, possible, um, you know, tripping and falling over things.
1: And you know, what? I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm kind of a bigger dude. And, uh, when you have that type of weight and it all comes down on one limb at a bad angle, things just kind of snap. Yeah. Um, so for those of you out there like me who could stand to lose, you know, five or 10 or, you know, 80 pounds, you know, I would recommend doing that hit the gym, <laughs> Uh, that will really if in the in the case that you do fall maybe you <laughs> won't absolutely snap your leg in half so i'm just going to throw that out there as the uh the tip for the workflow of the month does that sound good dan
0: yeah that sounds great i think I, right. I don't think there's much else we could say about that
1: it's rock solid advice all around don't break your ankle in a freak accident <laughs> all right so segment five we do actually have Uh, something to talk about here we have an app of the month this month and that app is ephemeral dane have you used ephemeral
0: i have i used it before it even hit the app center i saw that uh, i saw that it was in development and i said i need to download that and try it out so i I pulled the the code and compiled it and checked it out it is it is great i and well i don't know i'll let you talk about it because i know that you probably have a lot to say about it
1: So, Ephemeral, and uh, by the way, we should point out that Ephemeral is by a friend of the show, longtime uh, elementary dude, co founder, you might even say, Cassidy James Blady. Uh, Ephemeral is basically, if you're familiar with Firefox Focus on mobile devices, it's basically that. Uh, It's a web browser, and every time that you open it, you're automatically in essentially incognito mode. It doesn't record your history or cookies, it doesn't save anything between sessions. It's it's a total blank slate every time you you open it. Uh, you're, like I said, none of your history gets saved. It's it's a privacy browser. Um, and I have so I saw that I was looking at Twitter and I saw Cassie was building this thing, and uh, I, it just so happened that I got a new phone over the break while I was uh, laying around moping for a few weeks straight (laughs) and so i decided i'd never used firefox focus before so i decided to uh, give that a try on my new android phone and i really like firefox focus on the android phone because i've noticed that the way that i use my browser on my phone is i don't really look through bookmarks i don't really uh go through my history or anything i really just oh i need to you know i'm I'm out in public and someone says something i need to look up a quick fact or pull up something on Wikipedia or check Google Maps or do something like that. Right. And for me, uh, on mobile devices, I really like Firefox Focus because I can pull it up and it's at a new start and I can Google something or search for something and then jump out and I don't need to remember history. It's a lot easier to just jump in and get what I need and jump out. So I really yeah. like that on mobile. It turns out, I really abs- I absolutely love ephemeral. I love the design of it, first of all. Uh, there's this really cool gradient that's the... You know, the header bar and everything. The whole app is this really cool, like, bluish-purplish gradient. Yeah. Um, I love the way it looks. I like that there's an Open in Other Web Browsers button that you can click if you want to open a page in a different web browser. Uh, I like that you can click the trash can to delete your history at any point. Um, So there's a lot of stuff that's really nice with Ephemeral. It's a wonderful app. Uh, What I have discovered is that even though it's a wonderful app, on the desktop, I use my web browser differently. I'm the type of person that I have my sidebar open, I have all these bookmarks, and I go through every one of them one by one. I open all my news sites and my web comics and everything. Right. So I, on the desktop, I want a, br- a web browser that remembers all these places that I go and all the stuff I look at every day. Um, so it's it's not really a good fit for the way that I use a web browser on a desktop, uh, but it's it's very similar to Firefox Focus on mobile. Um, so it's if if you think you're the type of person that on a desktop, you might just want to, you know, throw open a web browser, go check something, and then get out. It's a really good app for that.
0: Yeah, I think um, I I would have to agree with that. Um, you know, you you sit down at your uh, laptop or your desktop for a um, a long kind of work session, typically, right? Right. um, you're going to sit down and browse for a bunch of stuff. Or you're going to sit down and do some shopping. Or you're going to sit down and, uh, do some coding. And for that, a lot of times you'll need to open up a bunch of different tabs and have a lot of different things saved and, and have them save between, uh, work sessions and that kind of stuff. So right. I can understand that. And I, I'm the same uh, with my phone. I like to um, I like to just pull it out, open up Firefox Focus and go to something really quick and be done. Um, but I have found that uh, I've, I've had a lot of situations where I'll just want to, instead of pulling out my phone, I'll just want to go sit down at the computer uh, and search something really quick um, just to get an answer and want to be able to see like the desktop site. And right. I found that Ephemeral is great for that kind of use case. Um, and I've also seen that uh, that it was, um, at least Cassidy was kind of talking about the use case where uh, you might have Ephemeral open as, um, as sort of like if you're developing a web page, you can uh, right. see a preview of that web page. And then um, if you want to see what it looks like in other browsers, you can pop it open in... Uh, Chrome or Firefox and there's a shortcut right from ephemeral to open that up or at yeah, least that's pretty that sweet was the design that he was going for so um, it's
1: it's a very very good app uh, I highly recommend it. I used it for probably an hour today before we did the show nonstop, stop just so I've, I've used it off and on since it came out but I wanted to actually dig in for about an hour and use it and it was really stable uh, pages loaded quickly it was really nice. It's just yeah. it doesn't fit my the way I use a desktop browser on my computer, but it very well may fit yours. So if you've not checked it out yet, please pop open App Center. Uh, I believe it's a $9 suggested price. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have the cash, throw that your way, or whatever you want to give because it is, of course, pay what you want. Yep. Um, and uh, take it for a spin.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, Dan, I think we pretty much have a show. What do you think?
0: I think so. I, I think we've, uh, we've pretty much talked ourselves into a corner, and now we have nothing else to do but say goodbye oh that Aww. makes me sad
1: it makes me sad too dane i miss you so much
0: <laughs> i miss you too we need to do this more often
1: all right let's do it i tell you what barring any other freak accidents <laughs> we will get together and record a show very soon how's that
0: sound awesome that sounds great to me all
1: right good deal uh dane where can the people find you
0: uh i well gosh uh, i have been silent on social media but typically you can find me on twitter as brain of dane um and you can find me on facebook as brain of dane or dane henson and then um instagram of course as brain of dane uh, my website is forever under construction so don't try to go to brain
1: <laughs> but you do own the dom- the domain if people want to go, right?
0: I own it, and I think it says something really simple on it right now. Okay. One I of these sure days, I'll get It's not like a to
1: redirect it. to Pornhub or something. So. No, 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 no,
0: no. I okay, own good. it. Okay, good. <laughs> so where can people find you?
1: All right, so I am on Twitter at Nathan Dyer with a little underscore at the end, dangling off there, because the other guy beat me to it by a month. or again, we're not going to talk about it. It's fine.
0: We talk Oh, about by the it way, every, Dane. Every episode. The
1: other Nathan Dyer, without the underscore at the end, tweeted about a month ago. Not that I stalked this dude or anything, <laughs> but he tweeted like that he was trying Linux, which you know, good. I'm glad. But you talk about brand confusion. If this other dude is starting to tweet about Linux and stuff, people are going to be so confused. When oh they go to find no, me. that's so terrible. Again, yeah, I know, man. So twitter dot com slash Nathan Dyer underscore is where you can find me. Eventually, I'm go- one of these days. I'm going to get the Nathan Dyer handle, but. uh until then, we have to contend with that underscore. You can also find me on my website. It's nathandyer.me. And I've been posting there a whole lot here lately. I, uh, I If you want the harrowing, ankle-breaking story, but in more detail with pictures and blood, um, there's a blog post about that. I also posted my hospital bills, yeah. which I don't, not many people do, and I, I've always wanted to see other people's hospital bills, so I thought it would be fun. I actually posted an itemized list of everything they charged me for, Uh, spoiler alert it cost me $27,000
0: and also if you're if you're not into um, the freak accident reading uh, details about a freak accident (laughs) you can read other posts there that he has about going into the wilderness uh, during a storm and reading a lot of books and cooking steak I don't know there's there's some fun stuff there
1: I post a lot of stuff, and I I'm, I have a resolution where I'm trying to write at least one blog post a week, and I ideally I'd like to write multiple ones a week. So, And I've actually stuck to it pretty well uh, since the start of the new year. So I have a lot of random blog posts about all kinds of random crap that I'm thinking about. So if you're bored one day at work and you're looking for a way to kill time, NathanDyer.me is a way to do it. And uh, for the show, you can find the show it's, uh, itself, simply elementary uh, podcast at gmail.com is our email address. You and almost sim-
0: forgot, didn't you?
1: I, I, I was trying to. Well, <laughs> right, you caught you me, Dan. So
0: that's why we need to do this more.
1: We do. SimplyElementary.net is the website <laughs> that isn't always updated super f- frequently, uh, but I, I do always check SimplyElementaryPodcast at gmail the email account before we do a show. Yeah. So if you ever have feedback for the show, or you know, you just want to send us funny gifts, I don't care. Uh, please. Feel free to email us. We love listener emails. Simply Elementary Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, simp elementary, because there's a limit to the number of characters you can use in your username. <laughs> <laughs> um, where else can people find? Oh, iTunes. If you have access to the iTunes store proper, please go in there and leave us a review. It helps uh, people find the show. It also helps us get an idea of what people think about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it, Dane. I'm tired.
0: Is there anything else? No, I, I think that's it, man. I think we did it.
1: All right, good deal. Dane, thank you as always for being my partner in crime.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being my partner.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, we will do this again very shortly. All right. See you all then.